To kick off season two, Mike and Ryan talk about more misadventures in home brewing. Cheers. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Brewers and Law podcast, where beer is thicker than water. Yes, we are in season two. Join us on a journey discovering homebrewing, craft beer, and more. I'm Ryan, and always, always with me, starting off this wonderful season two, is Mike. Woo-hoo. How's it going, Mike? I am excited. In case you can't hear from the background uh, noise, like in the bonus episode, we are again out on the beach. So don't mind the calming, calming sound of the waves. Yes, yeah, so if you hear the sound of waves, it's it's not just you have to go to the bathroom. It's just waves going it's on. because we're background. having a great time. Exactly. <laughs> so we're going to dive into our first sip. And this was actually a gift to me. Not really a first sip it's so a much first, as a, it's a first nibble. Nibble. That's weird. <laughs> no, let's not do it that is, one. It sounds very weird. <laughs> I hate it. So I got a wonderful gift in the mail from... Celeste Roberts, who close friend of ours. Thanks, Celeste. Point. Friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. <laughs> so we, she sent me some beer jerky, and I sampled some already, and now I want to share. So I'm we excited. have three versions of it. We have wheat beer, porter beer, and IPA. So IPA beer. Yes, IPA <laughs> beer. <laughs> so. I'm gonna now. What, what kind of meat is this? I believe it is beef, beef jerky infused with craft beer. Okay. So I'm gonna crack open the wheat. We'll get a little sample. I'm curious about this. What exactly flavor wheat is gonna add so to I'll let the you, jerky? I'll let you. We'll sample this as we go through, but we'll do the wheat to start off. You know, I, I said we like just ate dinner, and I said, man, I'm like not even hungry, but like I could totally nom some jerky right yeah. now. And it's so good. I'm trying oh. to find a small piece. I know. That's like a really small piece. There we go. That's that's good. So that's the wheat beer. Not to be confused with the uh, porter beer. Or the IPA beer. Or the IPA beer. I mean, it's good. It gets a little bit of sweetness like a wheat would. I could see that because like a lot of people say that wheat malt adds for lack of a better descriptor, like a multi kind of character. And I could I could kind of see that being an overtone here. I'm assuming they infused it with a real wheat beer. So I wonder too, like a lot of wheat beers have kind of citrusy hops. Maybe. Or maybe that is, uh, that's like kind of the, the character that's being imparted. Yeah. And then we got porter beer. Oh, you can smell. Oh yeah. Smell the roast. Oh but yeah. it's so sweet. Like almost teriyaki to me. You're right. It oddly ends up being kind of teriyaki, but I I get basically yeah, kind of like a caramel malt sort of a yeah, um, almost yeah, just that kind of like the kind of sweet roasty, um, sort of quality that like a like a kind of sweeter side porter stout would have. And this is IPA beer. All right. And actually, this is Mal's favorite. So. Oh, it is really good. Yeah. Oh, oh that's delicious because it has that nice citrus kind of pop to it. Yeah. Like, like hop flavor. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. That's probably I can eat a lot of that. Yep. We got more, so don't worry. We'll sample more. We were gonna. We share, gotta save it with We're gonna share it with everybody else that's here, but maybe we shouldn't. Yeah. Father-in-law. Just eat it all. <laughs> yeah. All right. Gotta keep the father-in-law happy. Yeah. 
<laughs> so let's hop into today's topic. Mike. Fun. Topic. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, let me just finish chewing on this jerky. We should have got real close to the microphone while we were chewing and done like a little ASMR. <laughs> All right. So um, as anyone who's been with us for a while knows, we started out season one celebrating not the successes of our homebrew careers, but the the screw-ups, the misadventures. And I like to think that Ryan and I have grown a lot as homebrewers over the course of the first season, in part as a function of doing this podcast and yep. doing research and, you know, thinking about things in different ways and having these conversations. And that's really great. And, you know, we sort of hope that you all are kind of along for that journey, but I think it's very important to keep ourselves honest and to keep ourselves humble. And I think the best way to do that is to kick off season two in similar fashion and celebrate some of our infamous homebrew screw ups. So I we are each going to be <laughs> we're each going to be sharing two homebrewing screw ups. Um, we'll take a break uh, in the middle. Yep. Um, and so, Ryan, why don't you get us started with your first story? So my first story is a brand new story. It literally happened at time of recording this, this month. So, um, this month, this okay. month. So July, 2021, it happened. So we had a wonderful beer. <laughs> we had a wonderful beer that I actually brought here called Sorry. the dude. Um, well, that's another misadventure. <laughs> but I may or a, may not have spilled some like a little bit <laughs> a half hour ago. But um, so I I made the dude. I wanted to specifically brew it for this trip because it's a nice light beer. Uh, as you guys heard in the the beach beers, it's it's very light, very easy drinking. Um, but we I wanted to make some changes to it. So I got this app on my phone. You enter your recipe. And it tells you your, what your original gravity is, your final gravity, and then that will give you your ABV. So my my handwritten notebook had all my recipes, so I transported it all over there. And I entered this recipe in, and it came up an ABV of like 2.5%. And I'm just like, that can't be right. <laughs> so with it, and now this was all last year in 2020, so I decided to up the grain for it to make it better make it stronger and by entering in the new grain build which is the same Bigger, grain build better, just, faster, yeah. stronger. <laughs> i um brought the abv up to like oh, about five percent um so i brewed it again and did everything i had no issues i tested it the abv came out exactly what they said and i kegged it tasted it and it was overly sickly sweet mm. and i'm like the heck happened i don't I, I, all i did was up, you've up made this one now I several times yeah, yeah i upped the grain but like it's just to bring it to abv come to think about it you up the grain you have to up the hops with it oops <laughs> so i made a, a i made a bad beer let's just be honest i made it and it sucked but I did actually get it remade in time to bring it up to the cottage with the original recipe. And oddly enough, the app said again, it will be two and a half percent. It was actually about four and a half percent. So still a little weak, but still perfect. Um, when judging, cause like 
it tells you what it thinks the original gravity will be, and it was off from what they thought it was going to be. So huh. it changed a little bit and it made it a little, little bit stronger. Yeah. So yeah. that's my first wonderful misadventure. I'm glad that it had a happy ending. Happy ending, yes. A happy ending because it was a delightful beer. We were just drinking some earlier. And a side mini, uh, misadventure with that is... As I then proceeded to spill out the rest of it. Yes. Yeah, that's actually a nice bonus misadventure. So before <laughs> I do mine, Ryan has this very nice little like carbonated growler. You know, mm -hmm. it's like uh, you can screw on like a cap that has a CO2 cartridge in it. And then you can basically pour draft out of this growler. So it helps the beer stay good longer. And it just looks like super, super nice. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I didn't realize when I... I wanted the beer to stay cold. You know, we all took samples and I really, really was looking forward to having another pint or two later. So I shoved it in the fridge and when I shut the door, something kind of ran into the nozzle and turned it on. And so it all just drafted into the refrigerator and then down all over the floor. Yep. It was a, a, a party foul writ large. Yeah. Took about three towels to <laughs> and I feel awful about it. And not, I I still have some at home, so I'm good. It's, it's, it's for you guys. It's that mostly sucks. yeah. No, I don't feel bad for you. I feel bad for me because I can't have any more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and the rest of and us. You, but you at least have bean flicker, which is what I base my recipe off of. So you this at least got that. So, but let's go into your actual misadventure. Okay. So this one uh, has come in the Newton household to be known as the cider works debacle. So <laughs> I um, think I've heard this one. you know if you've ever seen at Best Buy or whatever, those like Mr. Beer kits, you know, it's kind of a, a an intro, you know, kind of um, if you don't want to actually get into homebrewing, if you have a friend that is expressed interest in making beer, you want to get him a present, you can just get them a little Mr. Beer kit. They can make a make a thing of beer, you know, it kind of takes care of everything without having any major equipment. That's, uh, you know, that's I think something a lot of people are familiar with. Well, uh, my wife for Christmas one year got me a similar kit, but for making cider. Mm -hmm. And so it, it came with this nifty little plastic fermenter that like even sat on a stand. So it looked like one of those huge conical fermenters that like, you know, like breweries will have like out in their front lawn mm -hmm. or whatever, like those, those kind of classic, like giant fermenters that are so characteristic. It was, it was really neat. It was fun. And it came with, you know, just basically like apple, apple juice concentrate or apple cider concentrate you dissolve that in some water you heated it up mm -hmm. um and then you pitched your yeast which was also sent it was just like a dry pack of yeast yeah. um so really easy kind of down and dirty just like kind of dip your toe into the hobby without having to put in too much effort so that was fun we we did that we fermented it that all went fine um and then we came to bottling and it also came with bottles and they were those, you know, those Grolsch top bottles where like they have the little, um, they're kind of like, uh, they're also called snap tops where they yep. have that little metal thing that kind of helps and like a plastic top, they're reusable. You just kind of like push the metal thing down. It yep. snaps that's, the, that's the, uh, the plastic the cap on. Mount Wanahakalugi uh, misadventure from last year for me with the, 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 the mead. Oh, that the was also in a ghost bottle, that yeah. Was, that was, was, yeah. Yeah, so if, if you, like, as a listener, don't know what I'm talking about, just, like, Google image, search Grolsch-style bottle, and it'll it'll come up. They're useful bottles. I love them. But they're like, very good, I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I'm kind of I, 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 I have <laughs> I have another set um, that I'm planning on using to bottle with sometime soon, whenever we get around to it. But, yeah, so no knocks on these bottles. Um, 
<clears throat> but so we got to bottling and we hadn't started homebrewing beer yet mm-hmm. um, at this point in the house. So it had been a long time since I bottled. Uh, I never really brewed alone before. We didn't really know what we were doing. So what we ended up doing is filling each bottle um, and then measuring out. So so typically, if, if you're going to bottle beer, you... You typically, you, you'll like take the entire volume of beer you want to bottle and you'll add in priming sugar to it. Yep. You'll mix it up with a spoon, but you kind of do that for the entire batch to make sure that you like have a nice, crisp, accurate sugar measurement. Um, I apologize for my dog. Yeah. Hi, <laughs> <I>, Rex. <laughs> yeah, he's sad. He doesn't get to come down and join us. Um, but so I did not do that. I calculated the amount of sugar I would need to put in each bottle oh. and then added it by taking taking a little like uh, coaster napkin and it, <laughs> we had them left over from our wedding, like those just small little like patterned napkins. And I sort of just twisted it into a funnel and poured priming sugar into each bottle. Oh, jeez. Um, and I think it was like a teaspoon or whatever, you know? So like, yeah. you can just imagine this was super inexact. And... Um, <laughs> And so, you know, we didn't think anything of it at the time. It seemed fine. Um, so we capped him up. And luckily, we had the presence of mind having her already heard Ryan's, like, mead story. We, we, <laughs> we put them all in a box, and then we wrapped that box in a towel. And then we put that towel in a cabinet. So about a month goes by, and we check on these beers. And the first thing we notice when we unwrap the box is that there's, like, a watermark on the bottom of it. And we go, oh, boy. So we unwrap it and sure enough, one of the, one of the bottles had shattered and spilled everywhere. And we were like, okay, maybe an isolated incident, but just to be safe, let's open one of these outside. So I I walk outside onto our deck. I, you know, like to open it, you sort of just hinge on the little metal part. I hinged on and it just went. (laughs) And all of us, you know, this, it it was like a shaken bottle of champagne. This, this is just firework of uh of cider into the air by the time all was said and done there was about an inch of it left at the bottom you know maybe maybe an ounce of like the 16 ounces that were supposed to be in the beer the cap actually it it pounded off with so much force that the cap and the little metal wire flew right off wow we had to go in the lawn to find it and we found it probably i don't know 10 yards away (laughs) And so Haley and I just kind of had a good laugh about it. So we're like, okay, well, we may as well just kind of rip the Band-Aid off. So we took the whole box outside and just <laughs> just set off uh, set off cider works for about 10 minutes. When all was said and done of an entire batch of, I don't know, two gallons worth of, mm-hmm. of this stuff, we filled half a growler <laughs> full of, of cider. <laughs> was all that was like salvageable out of these bottles. And like, the funny thing was, you know, like I said, it was we, we didn't just over carbonate them. They were super inexact. Some of them were duds and were basically flat. OK, some of them were ridiculously over carbonated. Like it was just a just a, a, a rookie screw up. Yep. And yeah, we ended up getting a half a growler that we just stashed in the fridge and drank like still afterwards. And it just. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It wasn't that great to, you know, whatever. It was like a kit to begin with, so it wasn't going to be exceptional. But I think carbonation would have helped a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it's a pretty it's 
a pretty funny story. And we ended up firing off, I think, four or five of those uh, bottle caps <laughs> ended up in the yard. So, yeah, funny. It, it was it was a good experience, even if it wasn't a good uh, a good drink at the end of everything. Yeah. Like like we talked about just before. And then like um, even last the last season open, when we talked about these, like that's exactly what happened to me, except in the kitchen. <laughs> and. And with something purple, right? No, no, no this that's was a your pumpkin that's spice. That's, that's pumpkin spice. That's that's a whole other one. I was gonna do that one, um, but I'll save that one. That's a fun one as well. But maybe that's that that's season three's opener. That's season three. Okay, opener. Yeah. I'm gonna save that one. But um, but no, like it's 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 crazy the pressure that builds up and how like it, the one I had didn't sh- like break or anything. Like it just the pressure that built up in there was crazy. And you were talking about how you opened the one and those things are latched on there, like. They're not, it's not just like like a, a little like tied on there. No, it's latched. And well, it poofs, yeah, it off. yeah, it's it's insane. I mean, it really is. It's like opening a bottle of champagne. It's like if it's too shook up, if too much is out of the solution, then as soon as you create a vent, it just poofs, yeah. just flies out. No, yes, yeah. it was pretty hilarious. Like even <laughs> just the jet of cider probably had about five yards of no, not five. Excuse me, five feet, maybe five to seven feet of distance. I just I can just picture someone who is realizing what you're doing and the, and the alcohol is being just wasted, just taking off their hat. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say saluting to the fireworks going off. One, one single tear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, it, this, it was, this is a great start. I, I already love this. This is I, I love hearing these stories. I, mean, I, I do sad, love the misadventures like, episodes. Yes. Yeah, they're they're good. It's it, we. I think most you know and and. These are like the worst of the worst, obviously, but all, uh, I think all or at least most home brewers have these stories, whether mm-hmm. they share them or not. And it's just funny to talk about. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and like I said, I, I think it's good to, you know, you make a good brew and you feel real good about yourself, but at the end of the day, it's just beer and it's good to keep ourselves humble. And I think this is a good way to do it. I'm about to say, yeah, it's, it's We're just... better people for telling these exactly. stories. Exactly. <laughs> we, we, we are humble. We are, we are not prideful. Yeah. But it's always fun. I I, I love I always love talking stories with you because like I I've heard of the cider one. That's it is one of my favorite stories from you. Well, and it is funny like being in the same family. These stories get passed around, but never the full version. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like I, I the same same for you. Like I've heard allusions to all of these stories, but I've never heard them usually from you. <laughs> um, and I've never heard like the detailed we have to fill up a podcast version yeah. we have to fill up an hour podcast content version of and, the story and, but even so it's it's still hilarious to hear oh, no matter awesome. what yeah. every single time like you could tell me the, a good the story, can story be retold, and i could yeah. still yeah. laugh i know you're sad yeah. but i laugh at it no it's it's yeah no you're right it is good yeah <laughs> my, my dad is famous for uh he has, he has like kind of a wheelhouse of stories that he although i think we've given him enough flack about it that now he doesn't like to which is a shame but like he has like a wheelhouse of stories that he loves telling that just come up again and again and again. But he's also just an exceptional storyteller. So it just doesn't matter. Like a good story well told is funny like the ninth and tenth time you hear it. It just doesn't matter. I think this is a dad thing. So you might as well get used to it because <laughs> well, I'm Rich a dad is the same now, way so and my yeah. dad was the same way. Yeah, and no. to celebrate my being a dad, after the break, I'm going to tell the exact same story over again. Yeah, so that's actually his story number two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, look well, out with for that. that. Yeah, I was say, with meantime, that side. Let's, let's, let's hit a quick little break. Uh, we'll come back and I'll do my next story, uh, which is also 
2021. So, oh man, I know it's Ryan, it's been a rough I, year. I, I think you're you're uh, you're going through a rough patch here. It's, it sounds like. Uh, Are you getting worse as you go? <laughs> shush. <laughs> I think you've been very ambitious this year. Yeah. So my next Extremely one is going to actually going to explain the ambitious. And and yeah, I I think that's part of it. When it, you when you set yourself up, you know what? Actually, that's a great. Um, being over ambitious is going to tie into my story too. That's, that's going to be the theme of the latter half of our episode. Is I like this? Is like this. Uh, yeah, ambition is a fault. It might also a does fault. involve priming sugar too. So ah. it's just going to keep it all tied together here. Beautiful. All right. All right. So let's do a quick break. We'll come back and we'll finish this up. Ready? <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. One heist, six plots for betrayal. When Raya Cautella cons five other thieves into helping her steal a magical artifact from the most powerful man in the world, she knows she's playing with fire. What she doesn't know is that the rest of her crew is just as underhanded as she is, and they all have plans of their own. MJ Kuhn's Among Thieves, a fantasy heist novel full of twists, turns, and betrayal, available beginning September 7th wherever books are sold. Visit mjkuhn.com for more details. Jake, have you ever been looking for a definitive Nintendo ranking and can't seem to find it because it's just everybody's own opinion? Honestly, all the time, Sam. Well, I'm looking for someone to give us the answers. Wait, you mean like a podcast made by two young, handsome men where they create a definitive top five list of all things Nintendo? Should we just do it ourselves? Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Let's give it a shot. I'm Sam. And I'm Jake. And, and at Top 5 Nintendo, Nintendo, I'm going to give you my Top 5 list. And I'm going to give you my Top 5 list. And then we're going to duke it out and see what the real Top 5 is. And we are back. So, Ryan, I believe it is now your turn again and the focus of today's episode is apparently over ambition. <laughs> Let's talk about and, that a little. And apparently priming sugar and, and priming sugar. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, for some of them that don't know, my wife uh, Mallory has a book coming out um, probably around the time this comes out. Yeah. Um, so she has and it's called Among Thieves it's, and it's very good. It is very good. <laughs> um, and you should buy it. Yes. You pre-order and buy wherever you buy books. Fantasy heist novel. Excellent. Ocean's, Look it up. Ocean's <laughs> Eleven meets Game of Thrones. Done. <laughs> okay, so anyway, anyway, all the points we, had, we, we were obligated to do that. <laughs> I, I'm married. I have to. Um, but so I just, I was challenged by a fraternity brother of mine to say, you should do a six pack to theme with this beard. I'm like, okay, that sounds cool. I'm pretty sure he meant do a six pack of one beer. Like make one beer and portion it out into six packs. I heard it as make six different beers. Of so that's what I did. <laughs> so I went challenge accepted. So I actually designed six, well, five beers and one mead all together. Um, and it was a, it, I have to say it was a challenge and a lot of it well, came down. And not just that, but like you, how many months did it take you to brew all of these? Like you were churning them out for a while. I well, some of them I did quick because like the meat I did real quick because it needed to age. So it needs six months to age. So but I, I, I felt like out. for a while you were brewing like every week. 
I, it probably was, honestly. Yeah. But then you, you, you knocked at least first draft the most of them out over the course of what, a couple months? I think I knocked three out in the first like month or so. Yeah. At least got a, at least got them started. That at least for me is that'd be a lot of brewing. And so they're all different styles. I won't go into it because I'm actually saving that for another episode. That's a fun episode I want to I want to do later on. But they're all different styles and all different needs of um, aging and extra ingredients and stuff like that. But the one issue I did have with this was bottling. I haven't bottled since college. I'm surprised I still had the, the, the little machine that bottles and even had bottle caps. So I priming sugar again. I didn't do it that way where I did it the actual way where you pour all the priming sugar into a bucket. But I was only doing one gallon batches. So like getting the right amount of priming sugar to go in yeah. there was, was it gets a little trickier tricky. the smaller you get. Yeah. yeah. So the first few batches, I thought I put enough priming sugar in. I didn't. And I had, uh, I, there were other issues to go with it, but the priming sugar was the main thing in which I had some that just like flat, like literally no noise happened. I'm like, yeah. oh crap. And then just I still, metal I clink. still tasted it. And the, like, it, it also had to, like, there were other issues I had with these beers, which other misadventures to go along with it. And I'll, I'll dive in a lot of those later on um, when we do that episode. But the main one I had with this was priming sugar and getting it all carbonated properly mm. and it was it was a it was a beast of a thing to do and like you said it's 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 well, demoralizing over... when you have six to make and you have to redo one i know i <laughs> like actually this is a I big redid, enough list already <laughs> i redid i've done three already and i'm about to do a fourth one because the oh fourth... you, so you're not all the way there yet no okay. i got i gotta redo one more. i have all the ingredients for it. i just gotta do it uh, wow. It's the old ale that I have with it. So you're gonna get a better scale, apparently. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so like, I yeah, I, I don't like bottling. I hate bottling. I would never bottle again. And this, I, unless we do another collab episode, and you have to to send it to somebody. Uh, <laughs> son of a yes. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, but yeah, no, it, it was, it was. It was it was such a, a task to deal with, and like you said, it's it's overestimating my power. I was I was Anakin, and, well, I, and I thought I could do more, and I just could not. And yeah, like and when you're sort of overreaching and like feeling like you're ugh, like falling behind or like kind of I don't know, just feeling overwhelmed a little bit. You're it's just mistakes come so much more easily. You rush through things. Yep. You screw up. You don't think things through, and then after you're like. That was a dumb mistake. If I was in my right mind, I never would have made that mistake. But <laughs> I wasn't thinking. I was trying to rush. And, yep. You know, I was like caught up in how much you know I had to the enormity of the task. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's how I was honestly with the uh, with the dude not putting in the hops to balance out the extra grains and malt I put it in. So yeah, no, I was just that was just dumb. Yeah. All right. So let's continue this theme of over overestimating our power. All right. So <laughs> I'm going to take you back to a, a young green Halian Mike. We've just brewed our first thoroughly okay American <laughs> Amber Ale. And uh, we're feeling pretty good about ourselves. So what do we decide to brew as our next second beer ever? A traditionally lagered Oktoberfest. <laughs> and this thing... And, you know, and for those of you, know, we're actually, we have an episode planned this season to talk about lagering a little bit, but 
traditional lager making has a lot of particularities and it's kind of um, daunting for a home brewer because you need to have temperature control during fermentation to hold a lower temperature. Um, and then you need to have a place to store the lager to cold condition for yep. a long period of time, at least a couple months. You know, so like you ferment it, I don't know, in the 50s, and then you you hold it at, you know, basically refrigerator temperatures for a couple months. Yep. So if you're kegging, that means you have to have a place for your keg to do all of this stuff. Yep. We didn't have a fermentation chamber. We were just not equipped to do this at all. So, but we were like, you know what? Ah, we can make this work with our one little kegerator. Um, <laughs> and uh, we're going to do it because the first beer is pretty good. Why wouldn't this one turn out? So... We brew the October, but, you know, we looked up a recipe, we brewed it. First problem, um, we were trying to brew it in traditional fashion in um, the spring yep. to drink in the fall. You know, to, uh, uh, German, you know, the style is called a Merzen because it's traditionally brewed in um, March and oh, drank in, that, in fall. Yeah, Merzen means like, yeah. Um, like of March or whatever. Okay. March. Yeah. But so, um, yeah, Germans love that. Cause like my Bach means like May Bach beer. Huh. I thought it meant my Bach with mine. Yeah. Mine. <laughs> yeah. But so, um, so we, we brewed in March. Uh, if you live in the Michigan area, you know that cold snaps are very common all the way out until basically the beginning May. of June. <laughs> like really through most of May, you're liable to have a random freak snowstorm. So of course, no <laughs> we, so um, if you, you know, if you've listened to our brew cave episode, you know that my kegerator is out in our garage. Yep. And so of course we used our kegerator for temperature control. I just kind of fiddled with the dial. You know, we, we didn't have like a, an actual temperature controller. Mm -hmm. I just fiddled with the dial to try and achieve roughly 50 degrees. Yeah. Just kind of, which is, turns out it's really hard to make a refrigerator do. So that was the first problem. The next problem was then that the, um, you know, we, we brew the beer, we get it in there. Then all of a sudden there's a cold snap and it's like 10 degrees for a week. Yeah. So a refrigerator can't, you know, there, there's no heating element. It can't heat the beer. So then it, uh, at about, I don't know, a week and a half through fermentation, which for lagering is not that long. Lagering can take, you know, lager fermentations at lower temperatures can take, you know, up to, I don't know, three, four weeks. Okay. Um, I think at least. Um, so like the beer went down to like refrigerator temperatures, Ooh. which is not good. The yeast can't work there. Yep. A lot of them will drop out of suspension. So we ended up like, uh, what, what our solution was, was twice a day, we were opening the refrigerator and blowing a space heater into it, <laughs> which, which worked okay. I didn't but, know this. Yeah. But so then the problem was once we forgot and, um, we left it on for like three hours, four hours. And when I felt the keg, like it was probably like 70, 80 degrees by the time we, we actually realized what had happened. So like this just, it was just a... I mean, these poor yeast. Oh my God, this is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so it was just a, it was a train wreck of a fermentation. Um, unsurprisingly, our final gravity was a bit high because after all of that stress, the yeast were most likely just like, nah, brah, I don't, I don't, I'm, I quit. I'm not doing this anymore. They either dropped out 
probably most of them dropped out during the cold snaps. Yeah. Um, but either way, they, you know, we, we ended up with kind of a weirdly high final gravity. We didn't really know what to do about it. So we just kind of, we were like, well, this is what it is. Yeah. We, we wanted our kegerator for our next beer. And we had basically our plan, we can fit two kegs into our kegerator. Yeah. So we'd planned on just lagering, letting it take up one of the spaces while we drank other beer out of the other space. Yeah. So we did that for a while. We decided to try it during summer. Um, and you tried some. It was I okay. Did. It was, okay, was yeah. kind of malty and overly sweet, which at the time we were like, oh, we must have, must just be the recipe. It was almost definitely that it hadn't fermented out and there were just still sugars left in there. Yeah. Um, and that was what we were tasting. But it was like, okay, kind of, yeah, like malty, overly sweet. So we renamed it from just Oktoberfest to Boktoberfest because Bach <laughs> beers are like malty and they, yeah. they can be a little sweet. And we, we, thought we were very clever and we, whatever we kept aging it so but we were kind of worried because we were like this is not what we want it doesn't drink like an oktoberfest it's like rich it's hard to drink more than two or three ounces at a time yeah. it wasn't very good but we stuck it out because we we're stubborn and as early That's, home brewers no. it is so hard to dump a batch of beer yeah like no, you've is. had to do it but it's like it's a it's kind of a i think a mark of maturity in a sense, to know no, you should. when <laughs> something is not salvageable and rather than just telling yourself, you know, like sometimes it's worth it to wait. Mm -hmm. This one, in retrospect, probably wouldn't have been worth it. No. So, but, but the weirdest thing was, so we tried it in like August mm -hmm. and it tasted a little better, you know, maybe a little age you on it. You had to wait until actual October maybe, to have it. Maybe, but... So then the next problem came around is that we got a little greedy. We brewed, we had two beers going in the kegerator and there was nowhere for it. So we just went, yeah, well, so we just pulled it out of the kegerator and it just had to sit in our bedroom for a while. So then it stopped lagering and just sat it for the next couple months at just room temperature, which obviously isn't good for storage. And, um, and maybe if we hadn't done that, maybe that was the nail in the coffin. Maybe the age had fixed some of the problems. Honestly, I doubt it. Yeah. I bet we were just in a really forgiving mood when we had taste tested it and thought it was okay. Yeah. But I finally put it on draft to drink it. And I like just tried some once it was carved up and it just, I didn't even show it to Haley. I just walked in, I shook my head and I go, I, we, we just need to put it to death. <laughs> this thing has held on to life for Take far too to long and it Let's needs to be taken out to pasture. Yeah. <laughs> and it was sad, you know, cause like the worst thing was, it's one thing to dump a batch of beer. It's another thing to dump a batch of beer that you've sunk like six months into. Yeah. It was just so disappointing. Um, and like we, we by that point had brewed a few more batches. We had understood how dumb it was to like, try and do a traditionally lagered beer with the equipment that we had but it was too late and we were like no we're gonna ride it out and just see what the age will do and it just yeah. it didn't come together really the age just kind of we hadn't handled it well it tasted oxidized and old and just gross yeah and yeah so it was a sad day but honestly it was kind of like it was like when you finally let something off your chest. It was like a weight had been free. <laughs> we had one keg free, and we were we were just free of the. Uh, and now I can make other beers. Now I can make other beers, yeah, and uh, yeah. So that was that, and 
Honestly, we haven't tried brewing an Oktoberfest since <laughs> because it was just a sour experience. And yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah, I don't know if we'll, I would maybe like to just play around now that we have temperature control and we're a bit more experienced. Yeah. It might be fun to try a traditional lager again, but it was just such a bad first experience. I'm loath to try it again. No, I, I get again. that. I definitely get that. It's it's it was just a, a whole saga. I know, especially because that's like a beer. I know you and I have talked about like Oktoberfest, like we we'll talked about Sam Adams in the past. Like Oktoberfest Sam Adams is one of my favorite that they do yeah. to this day. Still, it's like it's 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 almost it's it's my version of pumpkin spice coming in. When I see the Oktoberfest starting to show up, Dude, I'm like, that, that's, that's for me too. That's my yeah. sign of fall. Rather pumpkin than pumpkin spice, spice yeah, yes. we Haley and I usually make a habit of just. Uh, like buying out all the various Oktoberfests we can find, both yep. the like the, um, both the uh, like local versions and then like the German imports. We we get a yeah. few that we can get our hands on, like the nice. Hockershore, oh, the nice. um, um, what is the other like the other big one that's pretty easy to find? Honestly, I can't think of it right now. Yeah. But but yeah, well yeah, this same. That's like our go-to fall beer. But I guess we'll just buy it instead of make it apparently <laughs> yeah i mean that's what happens sometimes sometimes yeah. sometimes beer is just too well even like anything it's just too hard to make so you're just like you know what? i'm not gonna waste my time i'm just gonna go ahead and like sushi yeah. like i have made sushi in the past <laughs> it's not, it's not it. very good so i'm just gonna spend yeah. the money and just get it someone else our, our father-in-law said that about rotisserie chicken too yes. he put in the work to make one on his grill and at the end was like i can just buy one for four bucks at the grocery yep. store and it tastes <laughs> just as good um well do we have time to like Maybe bring up the mood with some talk of success. Would you be cool with that? Real um, quick, real quick. Real quick. Yeah, we'll do a, a success story. Okay. I, yeah, I, I think just to bring the mood up a little bit, why don't you talk about the homebrew success? Just like not a story, just a, just a quick couple sentences. What's like the most recent homebrew success you're real proud of? Uh, probably... It's probably actually like um, I actually made my first real clone of a recipe. So I made a clone of uh, um, uh, Modelo Negra, um, and it turned out very well. Like I made it's slight really changes good, to yeah. it, and it turned out very, very well. So I was happy with that. So that's my success. What I about would you? definitely call that one a success. Um, so honestly, it's probably the one you tried tonight. We we made a beer that we called um, Uberlin, which is um, if you're a fantasy reader, it's it's based on a kind of a dark god from uh, uh, the works of Michael J. Sullivan. Um, it's a nerdy reference for anybody who's into that. I think that but, might went over my head, so. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but it's so basically uh, we wanted to make, I've talked about in the past how I, I didn't, I love Oberon, Bell's yes. Oberon, but I haven't really wanted to clone it because again, like I'd rather just buy it because mm -hmm. unless I get the clone absolutely perfect, I would rather just have the real thing. Yeah. So what we did instead is uh, Haley and I basically were struck by the idea that like in German wheat beers, you have the Hefeweizen, mm -hmm. which is the light version with this really distinctive yeast character. And then you have the Dunkelweizen, which is the dark version, okay. same yeast character. Yeah. So we did basically the American version of that. We took Oberon bottles and we harvested yeast out of them, mm -hmm. Bell's house yeast, and cultured that up. And then we made a dark... American wheat beer with it. And then we fermented that at a higher temperature to try and um, capture the, that kind of fruity Oberon ester mm -hmm. character. And I love the way that this beer turned no, out. It turned it's out a really, really well. yummy beer. So yeah, that's my success. Yeah. That was kind of something we, we won. Yeah. Past our, 
of winged. Um, and you know, <laughs> we, we, yeah, it was like probably the biggest stretch we made where we were just kind of trying to do something new, not make something to style. Yeah. Um, and we were really happy with it. Yeah. So yeah, it's not all, it's not all, uh, doom and gloom. Yeah. It's not all doom and gloom. That's, that, that's what I was looking for. Well, right. I think well, hey. I think it's great. And so it's been fun. Let's well, let's let's do this. We gotta do this right now that we're 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 veterans in the podcast world, not as much in brewing, but we're veterans in the podcast world. So you can find me Aha. on Twitter at Rambo Coon. Um, you can uh, also find brewing stuff. I am on um, Twitter with that at Wise Old Isles Brew, and I have made my my reach out to. The Gen Zers and I am on TikTok with what? Yes. I am TikTok. on TikTok. I know it's crazy. I don't do a lot, but like every so often I get a video in there. And I am if on there with Wise Old Owl Brew. You'll as well. alert the zoomers to the fact that there's like a uh a, a poser amongst them. I know. They they probably already know. There's a millennial in our here. midst. <laughs> <laughs> um and then where can they find you? For, they can find me nowhere. by <laughs> tweeting the podcast at Bruthers in Law. Um, yes, I don't have a big social media footprint. I'm not on the things, but uh, I would love to hear from you via, uh, the, the podcast Twitter. And if you'd like more info about our podcast, uh, you can also go to our website at brothersinlaw.com. Yep. And then of course you can find our podcast anywhere. Uh, you listen to podcasts, please make sure you rate, um, let us know how you feel about it. Give us any kind of stories. We love to hear that kind of stuff. Yeah. We love comments. Yeah. We, we didn't have, I didn't. We're, we have no cell service where we're at, so I, could, I can't pull up anything. But um, for the next episode, definitely next we'll have some, uh, some listener feedback and maybe some questions from other people as well. So, All right. But I think this is a great great way to start season two off. Great I think start. We Always good. start with failures, follow with success. Exactly. Right? <laughs> and we got more success next summer. So until the end, cheers. Cheers. Solid. <laughs>